Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio. I want to be a cowboy. Want to know what we look like or see how bad we are at playing video games? Go check out our, depending when this airs, brand new YouTube channel, Sans Pants Cinemascope. Finally, judge for yourself just who is the most handsome of the gang, and if your answer isn't Zamet, then frankly you're dead to me. So go check out Sans Pants Cinemascope, and subscribe to keep up to date with all our video nonsense. It's like a podcast, except for your eyes. And, el- and also your ears. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie Maintenance, where some movies just need fixing. This week, we are looking at the remake of The Magnificent Seven. We've got a remake of a retelling of a Japanese film. However, sure. I, just, I just want to jump in for a second yeah. mm-hmm. and you, say that... It's not jumping in, you're already in. All right, well, you can't well, interrupt, well, I'm stay you you can't interrupt yourself. There. No, no, watch me interrupt myself. I'm going to go full Donald Trump. I'll interrupt, interrupt you in a minute. Myself. Get to the point, son. We've already, we don't need the Magnificent Seven remake, because we've already had it, and it was amazing, okay. and it is a bug's life. Yep. <laughs> it's true. It's a Magnificent Seven. Oh, yeah. And it is. Seven Samurai. Oh, my it's, God. My mind's just been, just been blown. It's, got, it's better. Kevin Spacey's in it. Yeah. There's a oh. giant bird puppet. Yeah, I remember it being good. Yeah. What the fuck? Remember, you remember it being good? Being no, good. It, I haven't watched it in years. Oh, so my It's God. the first good. Pixar I saw, probably outside of Toy Story. I, I had, like, a good year where I watched it every once a week, every week. Like for a good good year, I'm I was obsessed I'm, with it. I'm happy. Oh, it was amazing. Oh. I think I, I've I only seen it once. And I don't I, remember to be honest, I think I've really. probably only seen it once as well. Yeah. I remember like oh, you know, mate, change the story. That. They're in trouble. They hire some guys to help them. They're, you're just telling us the plot of Magnificent Seven. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the four of us in the room, I, is it just the Toms who have seen all three? Correct. Right. Where would you rank them, Hanson? Bugs Life. Thank you. Number yeah, one. Okay, okay. Good. Then the Steve McQueen. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be really controversial here and say that the Kurosawa and the don't even know the name of the director of this one but it's written by the true detective guy it's, it's the trap who directed our training day Antoine Fuqua oh cool that's yeah, the yeah. one yeah so so I'm going to put the Denzel one and shoot on up. a par yeah. on a par with the Kurosawa film I didn't hate this version in, in fact I, I, if, if I thought about my enjoyment level watching it I, I would probably put this one ahead of Seven Samurai not which is bad and that's I'm not a great call for it, yeah I'm going to throw some hate at you for that oh <sighs> Can I say, though, in its defense, Ethan Hawke's character has the greatest name of a character in a film oh. in the history of film ever. Amen. Goodnight, Rubichaud? Yep, yeah, that's the okay, one. Cool. What an amazing name. Yeah, the only name in the whole movie I think I remembered. 
the Indian was called Red Harvest, and I'm like, oh, that's they should cool. be throwing that around. If that was my name, I'll be saying that every Is other that sentence. Is that his dad that he killed? Uh, no, it's no, just another. It's just like, oh, Indian v. Indian, because that has to happen. When yeah. I saw it, I was like, he's going to fight his dad. Yeah. That would have been <laughs> Do you know what I like? <laughs> they didn't kill off the Mexican. Because in my head, he's, spoiler alert, why the fuck are you listening to this if you haven't seen it? Though? Sure. But, it, it, like, in, in tra- traditional film sense, the Mexican would die. And so many other characters would live. He got to live, and I kind of liked that. I was like, "Yeah, let that." No, but I'll live. tell you why I didn't like it, Tom. Why? Shit character. Who gives yeah. a fuck? He was yeah. he was probably the least interesting of the seven. Denzel liked him. Denzel survived. Denzel, Denzel Red Harvest, and Red, Red Harvest. Harvest. Good on him. So three. And Vasquez, the Mexican. And Vasquez. Guy. Yeah. Oh, that's it. And that's the other it. four died. Yeah. 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 I thought for sure Chris Pratt would survive this movie. Yeah. So I was wrong there. Now, but as soon as you see D'Onofrio, you're like, "You're fucking gonna die." Can I say? I actually think the movie has balls for killing off Chris Pratt. That was good. I didn't because he, he's not the guy you kill off. He's the yeah. charming. He's the he's well, like he films Han Solo. He's yeah. the Steve. He McQueen. was meant to be. I would argue that he did not fulfill that role Agreed. in any way. No, completely wasted. Not really. Oh, he's he's, he's meant to. Oh, I can't have enjoyed him more. Because you just love Chris Pratt. Yeah, like, yeah I have a massive yeah. for Chris Pratt. See, I like Chris Pratt. I don't like love him. I thought he was kind of so-so in the movie yeah. up until his final scene where he dies. I'm like, that was sick. Good that job, cool. Chris Pratt. Now, see, you knew it was what I liked is I knew there was something coming. Yeah, and only because there was that great line as Oliver gives to the Teddy when he's teaching him how to shoot, mm-hmm. and he's like. <laughs> the third rule uh, is not about the card. Like, that was kind of nice because it wasn't about what he was doing. It was actually about, like, riding out there, he wasn't going to do the thing that everyone thought he was going to do. It was actually the, I'm doing this, well, this is actually happening, which is kind of nice for his character arc. Yeah, it's probably underutilized. Very predictable, though. Like, yeah. yeah, look, it was. It like was everything awesome. in the film. Like, really? what? Good yeah. night coming back. Oh, no, he's definitely not going to come back at a pivotal moment. I want to know why they even bothered doing that no, because I have no as idea. soon as it happens, you go. See you soon, mate. Sure. You know he's coming back. He did it for me. It's a pretty shit time to come back, too. Comes back a fair way into the fight and then just picks off like three dudes. He's like, all right, they've got a Gatling gun. He comes back to tell them they've got a Gatling gun and they all hide. And then he dies. The the Gatling gun still fairly just wiped everyone out. Can I say, could it... Based on where that Gatling gun was mm. and where the town was kind of positioned, nah, could not, it actually do, like, nah. shoot someone I've, around the corner? I find it hard to believe. Nah. <laughs> right. yeah. like, they, they needed to bring it closer. Physics? They needed yeah. it to be closer. It was too far away. Yeah. That's yeah. why they didn't even need Goodnight, was it, to come back in. But they got no. a Gatling gun. They should be like, it's close enough that we can fucking they've, see it, mate. They've got a fucking, ar- like, a trained army against a bunch of townsfolk. They didn't even need the Gatling gun. That's like, right. There I was enough those peasants. We're firing off some good shots after that yeah. one training session that they yeah, had. Yeah, they literally they had, like, it was a week, right? It was a week that, like, it was a day. No, no, it was three a days, I think. It was no. three days. No, it was a week. Thank because you. Because they, the they had three days for the news to get back to that's Sacramento. Right, right, one day for a plan, three days. And Denzel was like, three days to get to Sacramento. Wanted to make a plan. Denzel. Fuck, it's good to see him doing like cool Denzel shit again. Yeah, He's wasted in the film, I suppose. But but how cool is it, him being like, that, okay. Denzel does this thing in films where he does that like kind of cool, aloof badass, and the beat in that is when he's trying to give the guy a gun, mm. and he's like, "But you can't take it off my <laughs> friends." And he does that bit where he's like, "You sure you don't want my gun?" Yeah, so great. Yeah, that was terrific. Fuck. Oh, it's it's like that the bit in Remember the Titans when mm. he's like, you know, football's fun. Yeah, but not anymore though, is it? Mm. Like that kind of. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, remember the know. Titans. <sighs> what a good sports film. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm. I, do you know what? I think I like the film. <laughs> I I would say... Can I disagree? Because I've got, I've got like a that. list of reasons why I'm going to disagree with that. <laughs> All right. So let me start. Why don't we go through them? So in my opinion, why Sam Chisholm was the protagonist, Denzel, I have no idea. Emma Cullen, played by Hayley Bennett, should clearly have been the protagonist. She had a much better arc. We literally saw her husband be gunned down. Like, 
We knew exactly why she wanted to stop Bogue. She was too weak in the moment to be able to stop him. She needs to get the strength to to finally be able to kill him. And then, no, nah, we just slipped to Sam Chisholm. And like you said, it wasn't really until the last moment that we even knew why he had beef with Bogue. Yeah, it was very strange that, because what that opening intro is about 10 minutes, yeah? Yeah, they're they go to the church and they kill her husband. And then she really has fuck all to do for the rest of the movie. All right, so problem number two, this villain, <laughs> Bartholomew Bogue, uh, played by Peter Sasgard, was was crap. He was thank a two-dimensional... Thank you, thank you, thank you. Boring a bland villain. sandwich, wasn't he? Oh, he was just your atypical, I'm going to kill shit for no reason yep. other than greed and with no remorse. He just, Even like, do you guys just roll your eyes and groan when he gets to the end and they're lining up the Gatlin gun and they're like, we've got our own men in there, sir, and he's just kind of like, <laughs> whatever. Like, right. Fuck you, Thank man. you. Like, mm. for me, like, we all know that basically a villain should be like the hero of their own story, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. When you're doing shit like that, how can you possibly, unless you're a psychopath or a sociopath, which, if that's the angle you want to take, great, because that's interesting, but he, he was just a fucked up dude. How can he possibly think he's the hero of his own story when he's happily just slaughtering his own I'm men? I'm really glad you brought him up, because the villain of this film was my biggest problem with this film. Hey, what did bad guy Sars- um, Skarsgård want? He wanted land. He's a land guy. He, wanted, he doesn't know yet, because it was a mining village. Yeah. So while he did own a mine, he wanted more mines, yeah. basically where their houses were. He's like, oh, you can just move your houses. You can fuck off somewhere else. Yeah. I'll I'll pay $20 like, no, for All right. Problem number three, right. I didn't need the let's collect the gang shit, mostly because we didn't know the gang. Like, this isn't like Avengers when we've seen them all in their own element, yep. and now we're like, oh, where, how are they going to get them all together, and mm-hmm. where are they going to find them all? We literally didn't know who these people were. Like, even mm-hmm. if you've seen the previous, you know, the re- the original, you still didn't really, these so different that the characters are unrecognizable for the most part. Yeah, can you guys fill me in on, like, why they grabbed Tenofrio, for instance? Cause Cause just because he's, like, angel. famous? Because he's beautiful. And well, terrific, they and needed, the best they part needed, of so, the movie. So the whole thing is that, like, uh, each of the characters... So, so um, Chris Pratt is quite obviously Steve McQueen. Yeah. 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 Uh, he's that larrikin, all-American hero. Yeah. But, but I don't care. No, no, so, so what I'm going to say film. is, in, in, in each of the other, like, so Magnificent Seven, Seven Samurai, and even in A Bug's Life, there is one member of the group who is just, like, a little bit fucked up in the head. Mm-hmm. That's D'Onofrio in this. Uh, mm. It's the it's tuck and roll, the two Russian yeah, yeah, roll-up yeah. eagles. <laughs> yeah. But why? But, but why do they want him? Was it explained? I'm, I'm, I think I missed you it. You know what? They yeah. actually they actually don't. Does anyone know? Him. Does anyone know him personally? They explain very little about each of the characters. Like, let's say R- River shows the only one who has any sort of backstory, yeah. and then him and Chisholm know one another from fighting sure. in the war. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. Where you look at like something like Ocean's Eleven, at least they give you enough of each character that you know oh, why we're choosing him because he's actually got a. A purpose for the yep. whole mission overall. So do we, do we? You're gonna probably get to that. So I'll, I'll shut up. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't need all the collect the gang shit. Like to use Bugs Life as an example, the gang were already the gang. We got to meet them all at once, and I was okay with that. So is that what you would want to do? Like well, you want to have? Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. That's we'll why. That's we'll why I said I'm, I'm going to shut up, but I didn't. Hmm. All right. So problem number four. I don't know about you guys, but I I saw zero heart in this film. I felt nothing. Except I lived for that ashes scene. Like maybe sure. A little sprinkle of heart on the <laughs> like, fire there. Oh, not enough to call it heart. Like a thump. But that heart's not beating. That <laughs> no, heart is long dead. There was yeah. there was one bit of not necessarily heart, but like it's a oh, little heart, some guts. like a squirrel heart. It's the it's the choking when he's like, "Pray with me." 
Like, say it. Alf, and he's choking him. That oh, was... and he talks about how his family died. Yeah, but that would hit so much harder if they brought it in halfway through. Yeah. Again, yeah. yeah, because it's not his story. So yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, but... It's kind of like fine. they had a character in Denzel, and then in the last five minutes of the movie, he's a different character. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there it, was, yeah, there's no, I don't, I don't no like foreshadowing of any yeah. of it. No, true, you're right. Um, like, even, even Chris Pratt, his death, I'm like, this is Andy Dwyer, who's like one of my favourite characters. He's dying on screen, and I felt nothing. I'm like, there's, there's something wrong there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so next problem, which is which is really really this is the overall problem, which is they set up a lot of cool shit and never cashed in on it. Even even with uh, Pratt's character shooting those two guys early on when he did the cool card trick stuff and he shot one guy in the ear, you're like, oh, my immediate thought was like, oh, that guy's gonna come back to fuck shit up. Nope, no. he was done. That was it. And it's that you whole. Thought, I didn't. No, I didn't think it was gonna come back. No, like, but I think he should have. If you like, it's that whole. If there's a loaded gun in the first scene, we should see it shoot. So anything you have on, especially in those early scenes, mm. need to be pivotal towards the end because there is so much potential. I've I've tried to keep uh, as much of the storyline as I can because I think yeah, there's a lot of potential. You've got good characters, you've got a great setting. Like it's it's all there, and they just don't cash into it. So, structurally, it's there. Structurally, yeah. it's there, right? Yeah. It's just mm. that yeah. Is it one or two beats? Either more time setting up the characters or less time setting up the characters. Less, I would argue. Guys, was there a voiceover at the start of the film? No, just no. at the end. I hate yeah. when they do that. Fuck off. Bad right, And then right at the end when she's like, and it was magnificent. Yeah, get oh, stuffed. That was, that was it. Like, I was already pretty furious by that stage yeah. about how poor this movie was. Again, yeah. based on the potential it had. I started coughing up blood when she said that. <laughs> <laughs> like, Don't talk about your internal You'll get I'll, through this. <laughs> yeah, unearned is exactly right. Unearned, I think, for a lot of this movie. They yeah. just throw shit at you and you're like, ugh. And then other stuff that could have been earned. She's just throw really away. angry that she has nothing to do in this film. She Thank gets you. them together at the start. Yep. And she's of. such a strong character. Like, and then there's a scene in the middle where she's shooting a gun. Yep. And then like fucking nothing. You watched this film and it was just a bunch of guys getting their dicks out, making a western. Yeah. Having some fun. And it's like, do you know what it is? Story, it's it's like if a bunch of year twelve students were given a lot of money in an A-list cast to make a western. Yeah. It's like a bunch of year 12, they went on schoolies and yeah. their parents are rich and they sent them to Westworld and they just <laughs> fucked around for a bit. That's oh, the movie Westworld. Yeah. Fuck, that show's great. Yes, it is. I probably sh- anyway. We probably shouldn't have watched The Magnificent Seven in between watching Westworld. Yeah. You know, you should I mean, I was, I was tempted for this pitch just to sort of turn it into Westworld. Yeah. Be like, oh, no, all androids. Oh. <laughs> it was just a shitty storyline from Westworld. And then the final that scene happened and Sam Chisholm exited the park and thanked the attendants for a lovely night. <laughs> yeah. And Anthony Hopkins well, I would like, like him to design a better story. <laughs> a lot of that chuff didn't pay off. Well, maybe he'll turn up. So, Demo. I don't see. know whose voice that is. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Sorry, Demo. Let's get in So here. let's see if Hopkins is all in right. your one. So a panning aerial shot shows us the stunning landscape of cowboy country. There's no sign of any human settlement in sight, just the mountains, the valleys, the barren beauty of the Wild West. We take it all in. Except for the blowing of the wind, it's quiet and peaceful as we pan across this countryside. Then, bang, an explosive gunshot rings out. The slow panning continues and we hear a second gunshot pause, then a third, fourth, and then three more in quick succession, making seven. Our panning finally takes us across to a small mining town by the name of Rose Creek. We see from above that there's a large crowd in front of the town, uh, front of the town church. And as we zoom in, we see that there's a dead man on the dusty ground, his blood seeping out in a pool around him. Another man, dressed in a black hat and suit, stands nearby, Bartholomew Bogue, our villain. A final wisp of smoke escapes the gun in his hand. Behind him, another man, his henchman, with rotten teeth, greasy hair and a mad look in his eye, snickers and cackles to himself. So I don't actually have a name for this guy. He's literally just rotten toothed man throughout. All right. <laughs> Let's call him Black Tooth. 
Okay, black tooth it is. Snaggletooth. <laughs> black tooth Snickers. A woman. <laughs> that has nothing to do with teeth. No, because he was snickering he to was himself. Snickering. <laughs> I actually like. I'm going to go with Snickers. Snickers. Oh, oh, fuck no, you. well done. Well done. A young woman, brunette and plainly dressed, Emma Cullen, our protagonist, escapes oh. the grip of the bulky man who holds her, one of Bogue's men, and drops to her knees by the dead man, her husband. Bogue de- bends down towards Emma and says, Damn it, I did not want to do that. I really didn't. And he generally seems remorseful, but only for himself. This is a kind of guy who only, he always sees himself as a victim. Like, everything he does, he's like, well, you made me do it. Like, I'm, I'm just trying to build up this mining area, and you people are getting in the way. Is he sort of, like, secretly enjoying it, like a Negan? Or is he genuinely remorseful? No, he's, he's generally remorseful literally for himself. He's like, he's, he's, look what you made me do. Yeah, he's honestly pissed off that he had to shoot this guy because he retaliated. Like, oh, would you, why would you do that? Mm. Obviously, I'm going to shoot you. That's your fault. Why would you make me do that? I didn't want to do that. He's, um, he's Samuel L. Jackson in... um. Yeah, good call. Uh, Kingsman, where Kingsman, he's like, yeah. oh, I don't want to have to stab that guy in the face. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's right. some interesting voices. <laughs> no, you, you, you nailed that one. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty spot on. You had to get one of them. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, he's easy to He turns to the crowd and he's like, now I offered you people a very nice compensation for your properties multiple times and you turned me down. You turned me down. He, like, he can't believe it. You're the ones that drove me to this and this man's blood is on your hands. No one says anything. He's like, now this town will be mine. It is mine as far as I'm concerned. I think he's far more southern than he should be, but let's just go with that. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> and I want you out of here in a month's time. I'll be forced to end you like I ended this man here. And I really don't want to do that. At this statement, one of the older men in the town roars. He's like, you're not going to take my home. Charges a bogue. Snickers steps forward smoothly and just sticks a machete deep into his guts. Shame, is all bogue says. I did so want us to be friends. A month, he continues, and be grateful for it. A lesser man wouldn't even give you that. He walks away. We see blood start to stain the light blue of Emma's dress and she, as she continues to soundlessly cling to the corpse of her husband. Finally, a pain-filled wail erupts from her and echoes loudly around the small town. The only other sound is the snickering of Snickers. Behind him, the church starts to burn. Title card, The Magnificent Seven, comes on scene. You already fixed the film. You don't have to do anything else now. <laughs> Well, that first scene, just to quickly cut back in and talk about how terrible the film was, was way too long. Hell yeah, mm. you just fixed it in right. three that minutes. Right, that was like a th- three-minute scene. It yeah. went for ten. We got all the relevant information. We got our protagonist, and you set up a better villain. Thank you, sir. Also, I, I stop burning churches. <laughs> Come I, didn't, on. I didn't know you were a church man. No, I'm just sick of it. You know? just likes is that because it happens in every movie. Patriot. Yeah. You, he likes it's always like it happens in every movie. Patriot? <laughs> I can't tell you another one. <laughs> it's going to happen in Westworld. I reckon that church we saw that Hopkins yeah. is interested in, if that cross doesn't There's burn, a church. Got another one, got another one it's for you. Burn, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Who's it's gone. <laughs> Who burns it? Because um, in, in the Calvary. Patriot. Calvary. 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 They burn his church. Oh, yeah. That's it's always, even worse. That's it's good. always the cross Actually, no, on top that it's you the see worst, in the plane. It's worst um, in the Patriot because all the women and children are inside. Aren't I, was about to, I was about to bring up another one, but I was just going to bring up the Patriot. Like I forgot <laughs> that we mentioned that first less than a minute ago. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. All right. Cut to the next scene. Nighttime. In the distance, we see the light of a train approaching. Yep. It gives off a mournful blast of its horn. We see five men on horses approach a ridge and look down at the train. They are Sam Chisholm, Goodnight Rubber Show, Billy Rocks, Jack Horn, and Vesquez, also known as the Falonus Five. And they're there to rob <laughs> that train. Nice. Nice. It's already better. Chisholm, their leader, turns to the other men. He's like, okay, this is nothing new. Stick to the plan and everything should go smoothly. The men all just sort of like look at him blankly. 
It's like, you know the plan, right? They continue their bank stare. He's like, I'm going to kill one of you right now if you don't tell me what this plan is. <laughs> Goodnight cuts him off. He's like, Sam, we know the plan. We've done this before. Nothing's going to go wrong. And Sam insists that Goodnight tells him the plan. He rolls his eyes, but acquiesce. Fine, I'm going to be up on this hill and we'll fire a shot at the driver of this farm vehicle. And as he's saying this, we kind of, we're seeing what he's explaining. Yeah, yep. sure. Um, Innovations 11, camera work. Exactly yep. right. Um, I'll just uh, scare him a little. At that point, you'll, be, you'll ride up and ask him to kindly stop the train. We see Chisholm like, ride up to him, point a gun at the driver from horseback and, and smile as he threatens him. Vasquez and Billy will enter the carriages from the side. Now, bear like friend Jack Horn here will enter from the back. We see the manager of the train. Then you'll all relieve the nice people of their valuables before riding back to me, and we shall continue on with on to our freedom and drinking. The scene plays out as he describes with a gang happily drinking in a saloon somewhere. Okay, Goodnight says to Chisholm. Okay, Chisholm says. Vasquez turns to Williams and says, I don't mean to upset you, gentlemen, but I think someone else is robbing our train. Down below, there are indeed four men with handkerchiefs around their faces in the act of robbing the train. <laughs> Sam swears and charges down at the train, plan forgotten. On the train, we see two members of the other gang. They are the Bobby brothers, and there's four in total. In this carriage, there is two, and they're going through the train and collecting people's things. Joshua Faraday, Chris Pratt, is one of the passengers. A deck of hands, deck of cards, sits on a small table in front of them, and in his hand on the table, we see a pistol. But he waits. In a different carriage, the other two Bobby brothers also collect valuables, but stop when they see the front deck carriage door open. Chisholm points his head into the doorway and then quickly disappears as the two men spin and point their guns at him. Outside the train, he whispers to Vasquez the situation, and he, Billy, and Horn move slowly down around the outside of the train. Chisholm calls out to the men inside. Is that the Bobby brothers I see in there? Who's asking? One of them shouts back, <laughs> which is my favorite of the voices. <laughs> Sam Chisholm, Chisholm calls back. The two men look at each other, confused. Sam slowly enters the carriage, big smile on his face. His hands are up, but he, he's relaxed, he's confident. What are you doing here, Chisholm? One of them says. <laughs> Oh, I just happen to be passing by. Chisholm slowly lowers his hands as he talks. Thought I might do the polite thing and say hello to my old friends. We ain't your friends, Chisholm. <laughs> One says to his smiling face. <laughs> no? Chisholm asks. Well, I guess I don't feel so bad about doing this then. Quick as a thought, a gun enters Chisholm's hand and he fires two shots. One into each of the men's chest. In the first carriage, the other two Bobby brothers turn towards the sound of the gunshot. Meanwhile, Vasquez and Billy appear in a window on either side of the, side of the carriage. Might want to put down those guns, boys, Vasquez says. They turn and point their guns at him and Billy. Why would I want to do that, leader asks. Because of him, Vasquez replies, as a massive bulk of horn appears in the back doorway. And him, right on cue, Chisholm appears in the front doorway. Faraday looks... Uh, Faraday, so Pratt, looks at them all. There's a bit of recognition in it. He knows who these guys are. Cool. The two Bobby brothers look back and forth. The leader asks, what happened to our brothers? I shot him, Chisholm replies. This is my train. The leader charges at Chisholm. He and Chisholm and Vasquez both go to pull their guns, but before they can, Billy's pulled a bladed hairpin from his top knot and hit the leader of the Bobby Brothers square in the side of the head with it. What what was with that introduction of his character? Like that was such a random. It was odd. Yeah, it could have been what done. What the fuck game so they're playing? Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, yeah. that's like that scene is like scene for uh, shot for shot with the original. Yeah, they have a knife thrower in the original as well. But he's not in his top knot, obviously. Sure. But what's the actual thing they're playing? I think that it's like doing target practice so it's and a, setting it's a quick on it. Draw, so you got to shoot a gun, uh, shoot like a can on the other side of the person, and then all of a sudden it turns into "I'm going to shoot you." Yeah. Yeah. Mate, you just lost. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're right. He turned into an Australian war. <laughs> <laughs> he had the mentality of one. 
The last Bobby brother manages to leap out the window on Vasquez's side and, and starts to run away. Vasquez turns and just watches him run. Chisholm asks if he doesn't want to try to stop him, and he's confident that Goodnight will get him. Up on the hill, Goodnight does indeed have the running man in his sights. His finger hovers over the trigger of his rifle, but he can't bring himself to do it. He's sweating and panting heavily, and we don't really know what's going on with him. Back to the train and all the passengers. They're crowding around the gang. They're cheering them on. They're offering them drinks and some reward money, and they think they're heroes. The gang go with it because they're kind of loving it. Cut to the next day, and we're back in Rose Creek. We come off the burnt-down church to a public meeting that is being held to decide what to do about Boke. There's a lot of debate from the townsfolk, all of which is trying to be placated by the Weasley Sheriff, a man on Bogue's payroll. Now, now, he says, let's keep this civil. They quieten down, then one man stands up and he yells, we should leave. Second man jumps up and he's like, this is my home, I ain't leaving. The first man turns to him and says, what, are you going to stop Bogue and his men then? The second man sits because he knows to do so would mean certain death. Cowley Sheriff sort of sees an opportunity. He cuts in. He's like, well, Joshua has a point. We can't fight him. We don't have to think about leaving. Joshua. Hmm. A murmur of agreement runs through the crowd. Emma stands up and she's furious. The crowd all turn to her. I can't believe what I'm hearing, she yells. This is our town. These are our homes. And you're going to let that man just take them from you? Another woman turns to her and she's like, it's too dangerous, Emma. You should know that better than most. Emma looks at her with, with all her self-righteousness and she goes, what I know is that my husband died trying to defend this town, trying to defend what is right. You may be too cowardly to stand up for your homes, but you should at least be able to stand out for that. The townsfolk all look away. They're ashamed, but their opinion's unchanged. Emma's tried to rally them, but she's ultimately failed. Fine, she says bitterly. I'll just have to go find someone who will. She storms off away from the crowd. Cuts away Volcano Springs. We're in a saloon, and the crowd of locals hang around the Felonist Five as Goodnight, who wasn't even on the train, but nevertheless theatrically tells the tale of them bravely stopping the train robbers. The crowd are eating it up, and all around the saloon, the Felonist Five are being treated like the heroes. They're not. Emma enters the bar as Goodnight finishes his story with a flourish. A cheer erupts from the crowd. She spies Chisholm in the corner and approaches him. I'm told you're the leader of this band, she asks. So what if I am, he responds. Then she sort of makes the plea, same as she does in the movie, you know, with yeah. trying to... Demo, could I... I would have someone on the train end up at that town meeting and be like, well, we need some heroes. I just saw some sure, heroes Sure, yeah, someone train. runs in, he's like, you'll like, never guess what happened to the Barbie brothers. No, nobody, <laughs> yeah, nobody gives a shit. And they go to Emma and Emma's kind of like, yeah, I'll come Take with you. Take me to him, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. I mean, that's what kind of what I was going through, that she's yeah. like heard word of it. Heard word yeah, of it, it's actually yeah. show I think it. we need to see it. Yeah, oh, it might yeah. be cleaner if like someone from the town is there. Because that's sure. the other thing in the film. Who's the one that Emma, sorry, Tom, who's the one that Emma teams up Teddy. with? Teddy. 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 Should be him. He's on the train, coming to town. Sure. No one really gives a shit. And he goes to Emma could and be, together they go. Could be like the brother of her husband, which is why yeah. he's coming to town. David Knight's nice. brother. And he's like, Perfect. on the way here, my train got robbed. That's and good. his hero saved it. So she's yeah. like, did you say heroes? Mm. Boom. Boom. Did you say magnificent? No. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I could have sworn you said there was mag- there were seven of them and they were magnificent. There are five. <laughs> so, yeah. So she's making her plea to Chisholm and he's not really that interested until she, like, she tells the whole story. In this in this one, Chisholm doesn't know Bogue. He's got no real beef with him. <gasps> No, look, he's not the protagonist. Emma's the protagonist. Fuck that. No, that's gone. Carney's so angry. Carney just recoiled. <laughs> I went as far as I could and then I hit a wall. <laughs> I'm sorry, Carney, but right. it had to be done. That's all right. It's just the best thing about his character, but I'm sure he'll do good things. I'll make, I'll make him all right. I'll make him all right. I hope. Uh, anyway, so uh, she gets to her, I seek righteousness, but I'll take revenge line, because that's probably the best line of the film. He pauses, and even this criminal version of Chisholm, like, that's a mentality he can get behind. He gets revenge. But ultimately, it's still not enough. Until she pulls out this gold nugget from her settled bag. The town haven't funded her, but her family, her family's own fortune lies in this nugget, and she offers it to Chisholm. 
His criminal mind sees it and accepts. Chisholm calls out to the rest of the gang, tells them they're going to head out tomorrow and help this woman take her town back from a bunch of thugs. They're going to look at him confused, but like, uh, mate, we're not actually do-gooders, look. See the golden Emma's hand and like, okay, yeah, no, fair enough. Nice. And go back to the We are the heroes you were looking for. (laughs) We have done so much good. You've got no idea. We've done heaps good. We've got this. (laughs) Later. Yeah. Sorry to cut in again. The guy on the train, the brother, as you said, Teddy, he should be bringing the gold nugget, which would like belong to the family or whatever. And it's like the only thing she has. And so she's willing to like give up everything everything everything. she has for the town and for That's good. That ties into what I've got something later. So yes, that is what, that's the official thing now. That's what I thought you said. Uh, Yeah. Sorry for (laughs) repeating it. See on the, on the heaps, heaps. Yeah, we do heaps of good. Like I can just imagine like a poster, like advertising the felonist five as do good as being like heaps of good for heaps of gold. (laughs) (laughs) Call San Chisholm. Because they're Russian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Obviously, I mean, of course, hips of good for hips of good. Uh, I think there was a lot of Russians in the Wild West. Like, it was a whole bunch of them. No, okay, no. Because you said it was oh, handsome, handsome Tom. You're so handsome, but (laughs) no, I believed it too. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to. So I think it came from the scientists. (laughs) I I know a thing or two about the Wild West, but I was like, oh yeah, no, that seems right. Oh, man, you guys are easy to... Okay. You're a scientist. I don't remember that. You're wearing a lab coat. We <laughs> have to listen. <laughs> yeah, for, for those listening, I, I consistently wear a lab coat. Smoking a cigar with yeah. a Bunsen burner, it's beautiful. It's just my thing. Just <laughs> is, my he, thing. is he holding... He is holding the cigar with those tongs that you hold over the Bunsen burners <laughs> off. I don't know why I asked if he was, because he is, because I can see him. I mean, you can him. see me. You're seeing yeah. across oh, from me. Oh, guys. Yeah. Uh, this is how I roll. How I roll. So, hide some heroes. Hide some heroes. So, later in the day, the gang are leaving the saloon, and they're all well and truly sozzled. And I'm, I mostly just want to use the word salsa, but they're, they're pissed off word. their brains. The last Bobby brother, <laughs> the one that got away, steps out from behind a building, a gun in each hand, and points them at the members of the gang. Vasquez goes to pull his gun, but he's too drunk, fumbles, drops it. Hmm. They're looking pretty fucked. The Bobby brother's like, start walking out of town, I'm going to shoot you so no one can see, sort of thing. Does he still call himself two guns? Because I have to admit, I yeah, did yeah. like that old bit where he's like, yeah. I'm, I'm two guns. So, you have I also two like guns, the bit, maybe. Yeah. I like how he's like, no, I like magic. Let him do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was from anyway. a, but that felt like it was from a very different film. Yes, mm. sure. Like, that's that, the, t- that's, I'm getting more of that tone from Damo's pitch, which well, is good because it needs to be. Because that's what I wanted. Like, fun. in the trailer, they literally showed all of Chris Pratt's best lines. I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. It's going to yeah. be like a bit of adventure, a bit of comedy, a bit of action, yeah. you know, a bit of Western. Bring it, it on. It should be a Western Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, that's what it should, should be a bit of a fun caper. Is, and then, that, is yeah. that what you've given us here? Uh, I mean, sort of. I mean, it's not as caperish as probably, but that, that's what I've, that's more the tone I've gone for. Yeah, good. Chris Pratt walks around from the corner. And he's sort of walking up to this Bobby brother, acting all Chris Pratt, cho- charming and dopey. He asks the Bobby brother if he wants to see a card trick. Bobby brother's like, uh, piss off or I'll kill you. But the rest of the gang, catching on that Faraday is up to something, egg the other Bobby brother on. They're like, you know, I'll let him do the trick. You know, we're going to die. We want to see a trick before we die, sort of thing. Convinced an offer to be like, I love magic. Oh, give me some magic. <laughs> is he with them yet? I think Sorry? Is D'Onofrio with them yet? No. Yeah, he's part of the, oh, he's part he's of the, part of the Felonist Five. Yeah. I think he should be against the magic. There. He's like, no, I don't. Freaks me <laughs> out. <laughs> God didn't make magic. <laughs> oh, you're so good at it. <laughs> Uh, and this Bobby brother, he's not the brightest, you know, sharpest tool in the shed. And so he capitulates to the peer pressure. <laughs> Faraday tells him the trick's called the missing hand. He does some fancy moves and, like, the cards combined with his non-stop Chris Pratt banter, it kind of gets hypnotizing. Like, the cards are moving, the sound of his voice, the non-stop flow is his hand. The Bobby brother's, like, caught up in it. His, his guns are even sort of dropping a bit in his hands. And Faraday suddenly stops, a card upheld, the Joker, and bang! A bullet flies through the card and into Bobby brother's wrist. A second shot fires and hits him in the chest. 
Faraday does some like cocky, fancy gun moves and then slips his pistols back into the holsters. He turns to Chisholm, pretty confident. He's like, I want to join your gang. I want to be part of the Falonist Five. Chisholm molds it over in his super cool Denzel way and he looks down at the dead brother. Rather, he's like, his hand's still attached. It's only hang on by thread, but technically, yeah, it's still attached. And then Chisholm's like, trick's called the missing hand. Is he supposed to lose a hand? <laughs> Very Denzel. Mario. Very Denzel. <laughs> Faraday loses some of his cockiness. He's like, oh, it's still a pretty good trick, you know, in his adorable Chris Pratt way. Chisholm still hangs him on the line for a minute. Then he looks across and he's still very drunk crew. He's like, okay, you can join, he says, but you need to be the sober one. We need at least one around here. Then we flash cut to the gang, Faraday included, all roaring drunk in the saloon. <laughs> flash cut again and the gang are all in the exact same spots we just saw them in, except now they're passed out and it's the morning. <laughs> Emma walks in, sort of sees them all, sighs, stomps her foot as loud as she can and Chisholm like squints up at her, looks around the room and bellows for everyone to wake up. They've got a town to save. So Emma and the gang, they're riding through the canyon now on their way to Rose Creek. The gang are looking pretty much the worst for wear, except for Faraday, because he's just still pretty chuffed. He's part of the Felonist Five. Although they'll probably have to change their name. Should just keep the name. I was, well, I was thinking... <laughs> like about, the Sinister Six. Yeah. Sinister Six, thank you. That was, that, yeah. I've got that written here, yeah. <laughs> and to, to anyone who actually doesn't know what that reference is, that's going to be confusing. I say, let them find out for themselves. Yeah, right. It's a fun treat. All right. Sinister Six, do yourself a favour. So as they're walking through this canyon, there's a bit of banter. We're getting a feel for the for the crew and all that sort of stuff and the interactions, and we kind of get the idea that Faraday and Vasquez have a bit of rivalry already and that sort of thing. Anyway, all of a sudden, an arrow... Build bromance, son. Build it properly. We've got to build it. We've got to get there. It's, it's better scenes. than romance. And to be honest, there isn't a romance in this film because, like, her husband just died, so it'd be weird if there was. I thought they were going to give her With one Chris Pratt right. a little bit. Yeah. And then I was like, nah, they've obviously gone. No, that's a bit ick. <laughs> right. But again, they still, like, it's so uneven, this film. They, 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 like, they well, maybe we'll do this. the nah. pool of that. Yeah, and, and then we're like, like, oh, nah. It's honestly cold. like they just were sort of making it up as they go along. We're like, yeah. we'll put that in later on. Nah, we won't do that. Yeah. And just change it. It's almost as if like, they cut a few more scenes of those two together or something. Yeah. It felt that way because she's got nothing to yeah. do in the whole oh, film. Yeah. So I'm so assuming there was some of that. And they probably went, mm, it's weird, get rid of yeah. it. And they left one in. Husband literally just died. Yes. I reckon there needs to be, there's got to be a director's cut of there. It's like three and a half hours and yeah. actually is payoff. That is probably true. being any longer. Doesn't feel like it's that long. It's, it's, it's two two hours and ten, I think it Fuck, was. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. That, that opening half. I wonder it was dark when I finished. Half. That's <laughs> cinema. Fuck. That's when I went cinema. outside. Yeah. When you went outside in the car park, it was yeah. hard to find the car. Yeah, yeah. Don't have a car, so that's weird. Well, that story <laughs> was <laughs> fucked. Hawks. <laughs> no wonder I couldn't find it in the car park. <laughs> Jesus. So they're walking through, and all of a sudden, an arrow fires down. They look up, and there's an Indian above them. He it missed. It was just a warning shot. He just wanted them to know that he was there. They look up, Horn makes an, an, a loud and unfortunate comment about scalping him to earn a few bucks. Second Indian <laughs> pops, up, pops up right next to the first one, then a third, a fourth, and so on, until the entire gang is surrounded on it from every side by Indians. They're looking pretty fucked. They're like, clearly, they're still hungover, they're fenced in, they don't know what they're going to do. Then Emma steps forward and calls out to the Indians in Apache, Ooh. telling them that they don't mean any harm, they're just trying to get to Rose Creek. The gang are tense, the hands are hover over their pistols. Then one of the Indians, the chief, approaches Emma. She's sweating bullets. Like, she, she's just a, a small town mining girl sort of thing. Yeah. You know, this is a bit much of a heart of gold. Heart of gold. Courage to match. Oh man. Yeah. And so. She's got some pluck. Yeah, she's also bilingual, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So the chief is sort of staring at her. She's, she's come up. She's sweating bullets. Rah, rah, rah. And Chief looks at her and he's like, well, I didn't really appreciate the scalping line from your man over here. And she sort of looks at Horn and she's like, oh, he's just a fool. Surely you've had to deal with fools before. And the Chief is like, yeah, I have had to deal with a lot of fools, especially since the white men have come. And she's like, oh, because if you remember, she's pretty damn white. Anyway. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I forgot. Thanks. <laughs> so she's she's looking pretty <laughs> fucked. She's sort of, uh, she doesn't know what to do. But then she sort of has a look around. She, she decides to go for a gamble. She says to the Chief, what if we make these fools look like fools? Still in Apache, so no one knows what they're talking about. At this point, Faraday leans in. He's like, what's, what's he saying? And so she turns around and she goes for it. She's like, he said, they're going to eat you all if we don't sort of appease them in some way. And they're like, oh, shit. She's like, I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. She turns back to the chief. She's like, do you have any, like, raw, again, in Apache, do you have any raw meat for these guys we can make them eat? And he's like, he's sort of like hiding back a smile. He's like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Calls one of his guys. He goes off and brings back like this deer. So she turns to him. She's very serious. She's like, you've each got to eat a chunk of this meat and they'll be, they'll let us go. It'll be okay. So they do. The Indians hand a chunk of meat to each other. They look down these raw bloody slabs of meat with trepidation. Eventually Horn just tucks in uncaringly because of course he does. Because that's what D'Onofrio would do. You shouldn't even <laughs> pause. You'd be like, oh, that's yeah. my favorite. <laughs> oh, meat. Okay. <laughs> And then the rest slowly do the same, forcibly, you know, stopping themselves from gagging as they gnaw on this chunk of tough, wet flesh. The chief and the rest of Indians start to chuckle and then just start pissing themselves. Emma starts laughing too, although more with relief. And then the chief asks, in English, uh, if perhaps they'd like to join them for a cooked meal and waves them all towards some cooked fires over the ridge. They're like, no, nah, get fucked, lost my appetite. Later, the gang are packing up to leave the luncheon, and the chief approaches Chisholm with his son, Red Harvest. Still such a great name. Yes. Next to him. Explains that his son needs to go on, like, a bravery quest to help them, you know, free Rose Creek from Bogue, and Chisholm happily agrees. Free labor. Bring it on. And now we've got seven. <laughs> oh. We cut to the town, and we see that Bogue's man walks the street. Now, this scene pretty much plays out exactly as it's in the movie, because that was arguably the best yeah. scene of the whole movie. Mm. Yeah. We saw yeah, each done. of the characters go in. So, basically, the seven come into town and just slaughter every single one of Bogue's men using their various abilities and it's it's pretty kick-ass. It's a quality shootout. It's you what see, we want. Uh, good night kind of panicking again. Yes, you see Goodnight doing his thing. See so Vincent D'Onofrio tackle a horse. Oh, it's my favourite part. Yeah, mm. oh, it's easily the best scene of the whole yeah, film, easily. in my opinion. So I've decided to keep it because I'm, I'm real generous like that. 
It's uh, like I in have... Warcraft when they threw a horse. Any, <laughs> yeah. any horse violence. You're like, I... just, just stop it there. We're done. I'm, I've enjoyed myself. I'm going to go home now. I had a moment there. I was like, I wonder why Carney's looking at me while he's saying that. But then I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen yeah. Warcraft. That happens. <laughs> <laughs> that was a move. Can I say, I did like the, the quick draw stuff. Like, oh, any, yeah. anytime Denzel was yeah. doing quick draw guns, I'm like, I'm on you, Denzel. Yeah. No, I want that whole scene exactly as it is. Denzel doing his whole. Do you want my gun thing? Like, yeah. Cause yeah. That, that was that's the Denzel I want to see. Like more handsome Tom film. says, we're on you, Denzel. Yeah, I'm on Denzel. We're on you, D. <laughs> Hashtag I'm on you, Denzel. So I've made one change though, where rather than like, because I think in the movie Chisholm lets one of the guys go away. He's like, you go tell your boss, blah yeah. blah blah. Where this Chisholm kind of wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But one of them does get away because of Goodnight's trepidation at shooting him, and it's the cowardly sheriff, you know. But don't they want to get him? Don't they want to send a message? Even though the guy's like, you already have by killing everyone, but it's like, no, but we need someone to fucking sure. physically go and. But not pass for these guys. No internet. In a way, I'll quickly explain. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So, yeah, uh, the sheriff's gone away. One of, one of Bo's guys is like laughing while dying, and he's like, not Snickers, another guy who happens to laugh while he dies. And <laughs> he laughs a lot. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, a, they're a jokey bunch, you know. Just a bunch of happy larrikins. Bartholomew Bogue and the Giggle Gang. <laughs> we can. And that we guy's will. name was Giggles or something. Yeah, the Giggle Gang. And he's laughing, basically saying, you know, Bogue's going to come and literally slaughter you all now. He's not going to le- give you the chance to leave. Emma comes into town and she's like calling out to everyone, all the town's like, you know, you can come out, these guys to help us. And Chisholm's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, we're done. We've we've done our job. We, we cleared the town of his men. We'd like our nugget, and we'll be on our way. And she's like, what are you talking about? Our, our tan, town's not saved yet, you know? She doesn't really care. He's like, no, no, we've done our job. She pushes the point, and he's like, well, seven men can take on an army anyway. And that's when she proposes, well, how about you train us to fight them? And he, like, looks around the town, and he sort of laughs, and he's like, I don't think these are the fighting type. And then... She gets really pissed off, grabs his gun from his holster and sort of points at him. Now, I would love it if she was kick-ass already, but she's not. She's sort of fumbling with the gun and he can clearly see and he's like laughing. He's like, I don't think you're the fart type either. Old dying bogue man has another little giggle at this and then Emma turns and shoots him in the head oh. dead. She's just like, all right, this girl's got some grit in her. What kind of grit? <sighs> Isn't that true grit? I would call it true grit. <laughs> uh, but he's ultimately still like, okay, maybe you can fight, but you still can't afford us. And that's when the townsfolk, the same ones who sort of ignored Emma's play earlier, start going, no, we'll give you our valuables. You know, they've, they've seen what these seven can do. So they start pulling out all this gold and stuff. And then Chisholm's like, okay, well, I need to go talk to my gang about it. So he goes off and he's like, well, what do you think? Goodnight's like, well, it's a lot of money. And Chisholm's like, yes, it is. Vasquez goes, well, we could always leave before the army arrives. And because they are technically crooks, they're like, good point. Good to meet Emma. You've got yourself a deal. Now we get to my, probably one of my favorite beers, a motherfucking training montage, because I love a training montage. And this is a training montage for the whole town. This is no Rocky single man punching a bag shit. This mm-hmm. is the whole town having to get good and Emma having to get good. Like, for me, she's she's like the example for the whole town. Yeah. When she's good, the town's good. When she's shit, the town's shit. Yeah. So we've got a training montage. We watch as the seven sort of trial each of these people in town to see if they're skilled. Most of them are definitely not. You know, there's a bunch of them trying to shoot bows and arrows and failing terribly. One manages to just, like, shoot another one in the leg. And <laughs> Faraday's like, Jesus, wept. We, you know, they're going to do bogus work for them. We <laughs> see Goodnight 
teaching a bunch of guys how to shoot like in the film and they're all terrible. Billy teaches them knife work. Uh, Faraday and Vasquez reluctantly work together to teach them how to use a pistol. And like they're, they're sort of getting a bit competitive while doing it, each trying to pull off cooler and cooler tricks and that's hit better targets, that sort of thing. Uh, Horn teaches them tracking and stealth because I'm pretty sure that was what he was meant to be there for. Yeah, that's mm. his thing, right? Uh, he was he was good at big building trenches. <laughs> he taught them how to have weird voices. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, everyone, just say what I say, and then they try, you know, they try everyone, to do it. <laughs> yeah. just, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't even know how he does it. Uh, he doesn't. <laughs> but like his thing was tracking, right? That was it was tracking, yeah. Be, so yeah. tracking, and that's that's what he's teaching them stealth, yeah. it, it, which is stuff. which is I, I like. They need to make more of the fact that he's good at stealth for a big dude, I reckon. Cause, yeah. Because they don't. Yeah, having, like, like, sneak up and someone's like, oh, whoa, how the fuck did you get there? You can have a little comedy scene with some villagers bitching about him, and then he just, <laughs> he's he's just, just there. there. <laughs> Sneaks Jesus up behind them. wouldn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys no. notice that Preacher Shot My Dick Off guy was one of the actors? Seriously? Yeah. No, yeah, I didn't. He was in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wanting to reprise his role. <laughs> I was Why can't you fight? Preacher shot my dick off. <laughs> so while they're doing this training montage, we also see each of them with Emma teaching her their respective skills. And she's not particularly great at any of them yet, but she's so determined. Like, true grit, you know, she's <laughs> the best. So we cut out of the montage and we see Emma having a private lesson with Chisholm. And he's telling her about handling a gun, but he, he's telling her more than that. He's explaining about attitude. He's like, see, a lot of how you handle a gun is about posture, he tells her. Your posture needs to tell the other guy that you're relaxed and confident. He smiles, his big Denzel smile. And the two words you're describing by is undoubtedly relaxed and confident. Once you get them thinking about how confident you are, they start thinking about how not confident they are. Once that happens, you've got them. Emmett, like, tries to do his posture. She mostly just looks uncomfortable. but And we're getting, like, a real mentor, protege type vibe. Mm-hmm. Nice. Him. And he's like, oh, you'll get there. Then we cut to Bogue, and this one's kind of a, a similar scene. Like, uh, I haven't really improved this one too much, but Cowardly Sheriff comes in. Bogue's furious. He's like, why are they doing this to me? They were meant to leave. It's like, they want me to kill them. Already he's got, like, a function. He's yeah. a hero in his own story. And you also know what I like? There. He's there. <laughs> <laughs> he's present. He is. He's like, well, if that's what they he want. He's a present. He's present. Oh, but he's just a box. He's present in the story and a present to all of us because he's a gift of a character. Continue. <laughs> he's like, well, if that's what they want, fine. They've got no one to blame but themselves. He turns to Snickers and he's like, prepare the forces, then go out and scope out the situation. Then he looks at the sheriff and take care of this, won't you? Bogue walks off and Snickers starts to giggle as he does. Starts <laughs> to snicker, if you will. <laughs> Pulls his machete from the sheath and starts to walk menacingly towards the sheriff. Back to the town. And it's sort of like a continuation of the montage. We see, how the, we see all the Rose uh, Creek people getting better at what they're doing. The shooting range, good night. They're hitting most of their targets. Same is true with the bow and arrows. The men and women, the knives are slashing and cutting almost as well as Billy. And from a seemingly empty field, we see Horn and his group of men and women appear from like out of nowhere. The people with Faraday and Vasquez seem to be able to hit any target thrown in them. And we're, we're getting more of the bromance sort of vibe between Faraday and Vasquez. They're sort of like, they're still trying to outcompete each other, but they're sort of like celebrating each other's victories cool. when they do, you know. But most importantly, each of the seven are clearly loving it. They've kind of got their own regiment each. They're getting respect. They're treated, getting treated feeling well. Feeling like heroes, eh? They feel like heroes, mate. Yeah. And we're like, we start thinking, maybe these black hats might be becoming white hats for real. I, oh, did, I, did, I, did, I did wonder why Chisholm, who is, who is a bounty hunter and a man, a good man, was a black hat. Because mm. like, he's got style. Yeah, he does. He does, but they, they just didn't know what his character was. Yeah, like. true. Mm. We mentioned this earlier, like when you have these team things, they've got to fuck up. I mm. almost think like 
um, like a scouting party should come in. Maybe there's only like five guys or something. Sure. And then they just get in like a skirmish with them and the mm. townspeople fuck up, a couple people die. Yeah. And so it's like I, a bit of a reality check. Like, yeah. Oh, just, we thought we were doing I did think well, of this. But that was so just like, playing around. In this one, I think I've given them a month rather than a week because that's ridiculous. More, but even that's, that's better, still yeah. pushing it for these people becoming yeah. competent. But, you know. Uh, let's let's. They, not. Can, they can still just fuck up the start of the final fight unless I've actually stolen what you're doing. Like, so no, they, no, no, I've I've still got them way too confident. No, no the fuck honest. up needs to come earlier. Yeah, uh, I think they need a, in the training, a bit overconfident, in the training, sure. and then like, even if it's one of the seven who gives yeah. them like a bit of a fucking reality check, like right. you're all laughing, having a good time, but wait till they come and you're all stuck. Yeah, it'd be yeah, it'd be good night. Yeah, it'd be good night. Getting yeah. drunk because this is a bit better. Actually, yeah, yeah. that's what it would be. <clears throat> Have yeah. this skirmish with some of Bogue's guys. Yeah. They win, but just really mm. through no fault of their own. Then you have your parlay scene, yeah, in mm. between, and then you have your final battle, yeah, yeah. But they need like that, I think, reality check moment. Sure. Where it's like, oh, you do all right and against a target on, that doesn't move. Yes. Not by good night being a bit drunk and a bit paranoid. Yes, I think that's exactly mm. what his character needs. Yeah. And Emma, throughout all this, is likewise improving. We see her tracking with Horn, shooting with Good Night, Faraday Vasquez, learning like the Indian skills from Red Harvest and throwing knives with Billy, and she's getting pretty competent. She's looking good. Stays later, the town looks even more prepared. They sort of got, they've got a bit of confidence back. They're sort of becoming more militant. And we pan around the town and see that each regiment are hard at work. We continue panning to the outskirts of Rose Creek, where Horn and Red Harvest are working together with their regiments to build defences and traps around the town. We pan out further to a small outcrop and see some rotten teeth smile as he spies the scene. Snickers moves his handheld telescope to the town, watches for a moment, then moves back to the field. He sort of starts because. Red Harvest, who was there a second ago, is no longer there. He starts scanning around, trying to find him, starting to panic a little bit when Red Harvest appears from behind him, throws a rope around him and starts dragging him back to town. Mm-hmm. As he walks through town, everyone stops what they're doing and Red Harvest drops him into the middle of the town and Emma and Chisholm approach and Chisholm's like, oh, you found yourself a friend, did you? One of Bogues, I'm guessing. Well, let's not put that rope to waste, let's string him up. So Red Harvest's like, yeah, fair enough, we'll, we'll hang him, sure. <laughs> And then, but Emma stops him and she, she's like, you know, she's pretty angry because this is the guy who was like laughing away while her husband died. She's like, no, I want to shot at him. Chisholm turns to her mentor. He's like, you sure? She nods. Cut to the main street. We've got ourselves a jaw. Oh, mm. interesting. Yeah. Got a bit of an erection. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's my only goal in life, handsome time. <laughs> so Emma stands across from Snickers and Red Heart, he... She's got her gun belt on. Snickers still has his gun belt on, but he's all tied oh, up. See, this I don't get about Western culture. It's like, fuck off. You got him. It's honour. Yeah, but he's a snickery fuck. You can't give him any honour. It's Do you know what it is? It's the Ned Stark of, 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 of mm. cowboys. Oh, but why all were cowboys, all, all white hats are Ned Stark. Yeah, good call. Why yeah. is Denzel... They're not oh. standard Baratheons, mate. Oh, well, this is Emma That would be a better world. Yeah, Den- Denzel's yeah. like, you sure? And she's like, yeah, I want to do this. Make the West great. Um, okay. Don't. They have a jewel. They have a jewel. Okay. So, guys, just on jewels. Yeah. Have you guys seen another good Western? The Click and the Dead? Yes. Oh. How great is it? There's yeah. like five sort of key jewel scenes mm. in it, and each of them is shot like differently. It's Sam Raimi yeah. doing it, sort of yes. before Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I uh, recommend it. Check I mean, it if out. we're talking about jewels, then Tombstone. <laughs> and also the film Jewel. <laughs> Which is not a Western, but hey, there's a jewel in it. Yeah. yeah there's a truck. There's a truck. <laughs> yeah. The jewel. The gun the jewel. Fight. So. Uh, Red Harvest untires, Snickers. Thank you. And as his hands get free, he starts to snicker. He looks across at Emma and she's she's looking pretty nervous and pretty scared, like ready but not quite confident, and he starts to snicker even louder. I know what you're going to do. Then Emma man. takes a deep breath, settles back, smiles. She's relaxed. She's confident. Snickers' laugh falters, and in that moment Emma draws and shoots. Bang! 
Snickers falls to the ground with a last giggle that starts to turn into a gurgle as he drops <laughs> down dead. The town cheer and the seven gather around Emma in celebration. You know, she's their protege. They're clearly proud of her. Can I jump in? Please do. Well, well, because you've, because you've hesitated on jumping in before this point. <laughs> what I sure. thought she were going to do okay. was she was going to fuck up Ooh. and Denzel was going to pop him. Show, show that he Because cares. I don't know if you want to give her a fucking clear hero win yet. We're no, halfway see, through the movie, I think. But this, that's the thing. To me, this is a midpoint. Mm. And so, like, midpoints, you achieve your goal when you got to do it. So, basically, for me... I feel like the midpoint oh. is them clearing the town and everyone's, like, collaborating. No, no, this is the, the midpoint. Meeting. But what I would do, I would have her fuck up and whether it's Denzel or mm. whichever, maybe Torn, I don't know, shoots him. And then that's the reality check moment that we talked about earlier. That's, like, she's been training her ass off and right. you're still not ready. You've all been shooting at nothing that moves and here's a guy now, snicker, his Snickers... And like it's a, I think you need she, a gets, she gets like a moment. glancing blow on the arm. Yeah, sure. and then one of them puts him down and says, "We're not fucking playing around. This is serious." Sure. Yeah, I yeah. think maybe that instead of her having an outright win. Yeah. Mm. Well, for me, I was going for because midpoint, I'm like, you meant to get your original goal and deal with the consequences of it. Yeah. So I'm like, at the start, it was all about her not having any power. Like yeah. her and the town are defenseless against Bogue. So in this way, she's like kind of getting a kind of getting some power, but she still needs to. I think you're giving her cake too early. Too early. Yeah. Sure. I think she needs to. I think. She needs to get her power, and the reality check is that they're not good enough, and that that kind of then can make the criminals, the, the gang, go, "Oh, actually, fuck, we're not really sure mm. if we want to be doing." This. Even if, sure, yeah, no, that that probably plays in. Well. Even if you still want her to kill him, it could even be like they've, you know, Denzel set up the jewel. He's like, "Fine, you guys can mm. jewel," and he's handed their guns to them, and he hasn't, no, to put, be honest, any, he hasn't put any bullets in Snickers' gun. Right, he outdraws her, click, mm. and then and then she kind of like, freezes and looks. They have that reality moment where it's like, "Oh, we're not mm. good enough," but then like she has to put him down yeah. anyway. No, see, I don't, I don't actually mind Denzel. Killing, killing him because yeah. she still stood up to him. She still yeah. said, "No, I'm she ready for the courage to yeah, say." Like, yeah, that's something, you know. Yeah. She's developing as a character. Yeah, her final moment of development will be killing. Will be a shot. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, because that could be a good foreshadow to like she could have watched him hang, but she's kind of it's the Ned Stark thing. It's mm. like I'll swing the sword. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then she will at the end of the. Story. But she does a bit more of a Theon Greyjoy. It doesn't go all the way through. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. yeah. So Shizum's like, well, if he's here, the others can't be far behind, and we. But Emma's. Emma's Feeling a bit more confident, she's like, well, we better organise a warm welcome for them. And the town break off into the regiments and start to prepare for war. We cut to Bogue's army. They're just outside of town. It's night and storm lashes down around them. Most of Bogue's army are in their tents sleeping. And we see Horn and Red Harvest regiments appear from out of the darkness, weapons in hands. They're going to go for some real guerrilla tactics here. Cool. With only the sound of the storm, we watch as they slip through the camp like ghosts in the night and start slashing out at the sleeping men. Emma is amongst them. She sees a huge tent that she figures must be Bogues and heads towards it. But then an alarm sounds and shots start firing. The Rose Creek folk head back to town in retreat. Emma is like torn between her chance at, you know, final revenge and danger at achieving it, but decides to head back to town with the rest. You know, she can't give up on Rose Creek yeah. just to get Bogue. Next morning, the Rose Creek folk, they're, they're pretty cocky. They're like, we took out a large number of their men. They can't have that many left. You know, it's a hard blow for Bogue. They're congratulating Emma and the Seven on their good work. But good night, he isn't so sure. Something doesn't feel right, he tells him. He's been in wars and he knows they're never that easily won. From somewhere in town, an alarm rings. I'm thinking maybe like the big bell was over the church. They've sort of got that as a warning sign. Uh, and the townsfolk all run out. Good night was right. Just outside of town, Bogue stands with his men and despite their losses, there is still plenty of them. They're all over the place. The Rose Creek people start freaking out. They're like, oh shit, we're prepared for a war, but this is even bigger than we were expecting. Mm-hmm. And like puts on a brave face and then goes around town encouraging them, but she's, she, even she's sort of looking a bit worried. She meets with the seven, and they too are concerned by the unexpected number of men. They're like, 
we're out of our fucking depth. We're like the Felonist Five. This isn't right. (laughs) You know, there are seven of us now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Chisholm's like, okay, yeah, maybe maybe it's in a fight. But they're sort of too invested in the town by now. Like, they've gotten through to them. So Chisholm's like, I'll meet with Bogue, see if I can't sort of do his relaxed, confident deal and intimidate him and be like, well, we took you out last night. We're just going to keep doing that. Maybe it's best that you just back off sort of thing. So we cut through a field. Bogue stands with a couple of his lackeys and Chisholm approaches. We're seeing this from the town. We're seeing this from Emma's point of view. And everyone else is sort of waiting with trepidation. We can't hear what they're saying. We're just seeing it from Emma's point of view. But we can see that, sure enough, Chisholm is looking relaxed and confident and he's doing his thing. But Bogue is getting more and more agitated by his confidence. He's, he's clearly having none of it. He's like, he wants the town. He wants the mines. He's ready to lose as many men as it takes. And then finally Chisholm turns around and starts to return. Emma's like, I don't think it worked. Good night. Who's beside her is like, it would appear not. Then they see the Bogue has pulled out a pistol and is raising it to Chisholm's back. Emma screams a warning, but they're far too far away. Faraday turns to Goodnight and says he has to take the shot. He raises his rifle, aims it. His fear of shooting again hips him for a second before he finally beats it and takes the shot. But it's not enough. Bogue shoots Chisholm just before Goodnight's bullet clips Bogue in the shoulder. Bogue's men crowd around him and retreat before Goodnight can take another shot. Emma runs up to the hill with the seven. Chisholm's alive, but he's not looking good. They take him back to town. Meanwhile, Bo gets back to his camp. Oh, Jesus. Outstanding. Where did he get hit? Uh, chest, belly, region. It's, it's, it's an eventual killing shot. Oh. Yeah. So meanwhile, Bo is taken back to his camp with his bleeding shoulder. Despite the fact he just shot a guy in the back, he's furious. He's like, turns to his lieutenant, he's like, kill them all, he says. So now we see the first wave of Bo's men race forward across the battlefield. They're charging for the town and... There's Red Harvest and Horns regiments lined up, ready to face him. And just as they're about to approach them, they start to fall into traps and snares, and like some fall into a spike-filled pit, another group fall victim to a volley of arrows. John was my favourite, the guy that tripped and fell into the fire and then was on fire. I love a guy on fire. Then they shot him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't you, think mate. I've yeah. ever heard someone speak so fast in my life. <laughs> <laughs> to end with, I love a guy on fire. Oh, burn him, burn him, burn uh, Red Harvest and Horns regiments, they charge forward and take out the last of the guys from the first wave. We cut to later in the night. The two armies are done for the day. We get a sense that the town has taken some heavy casualties. Everyone's pretty demoralised. They're basically like, we're not, we're not going to win this, guys. Like, they're going to they're gonna fucking slaughter us. The Seven and Emma hover around Chisholm's deathbed, basically. He's, he's still alive, but he's basically unconscious at this point. Is, is there like an announcement from Bogue as he's like, all right, you can go back and count the dead. You will put your guns down tomorrow, and no one else has to die. Pulls like a Voldemort. Kind of, pulls a Voldemort. Sure. Thing. Yeah. 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 And with with the intention of still killing everybody, um, but does does a bit of a Voldemort. So it's not just like, oh, we've stopped fighting. We'll be mm. back tomorrow. Mm. No, they just take him out. So is it like a? Yeah, the fighting's always so convenient in these movies. Like in this, in the you know the current version, mm. it was like. They they wait until you know daybreak until like yeah. daybreak the next day. But like they right, literally cool. used to like think of Patriot how they would literally like get into lines and then one side would shoot and then the other side would shoot yeah, and absurd. they just sort of stand there look at each other while they reload. Yeah. That was warfare up until like yeah, World like War it was I. very honourable yeah. and weird. Yeah. Just like and, okay, and your turn during the War of Independence, which was the war against England, the Americans would stop and everyone would have a break to sing "God Save the King" and drink some tea. <laughs> Hang on, what? What? Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, we don't want to be unpolite, impolite. Yeah, we don't Come be, on. We're not, rude. We, we just we're not savages. We just want to like <laughs> those guys. Not drinking their tea. We don't want to be rude we to friends, you. We, we just want tea. to kill you. <laughs> so basically everyone in the town's demoralised. 
And Emma in the seven with Chisholm and Vasquez is, is fired up. He's like, we can't win this fight. And I'm without Chisholm. It's, it's time for us to leave. Horn fires back. Like I said, they are a bit conflicted because they're, they've committed to this town now. He's like, what about these people? We have to defend them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't make your joy. <laughs> Good night in particular is pretty despondent. He blames himself for Chisholm State. You know, he still paused before taking that final shot. He finally took the shot. He sort of had a bit of something, but. It was useless. Cause so he should. Just, yeah, he's kind of should. He's a bit of a dick. Yeah. And he, then um, he's like, well, the town needs to leave too. He's like weary. Emma fires up. She's like, I don't believe this. She cries. That you want to quit right when the battle gets hard? Gunnar turns to her. He's like, that's because you don't know who we are, he explains Healy. We're no heroes. We're no saviors. We're outlaws, miss. You were wrong to trust us and we were wrong to try. Emma sort of hits her, but she sort of just takes it. She's like, I do know who you are. Maybe better than you do. What you've done for this town shows me who you are. If you leave now, we're sure to lose. But if you stay, we can still win this thing. Good night's not convinced. He's like, girl, which is the felonous five? We're not good for anything. Emma looks at them. She's like, not from where I'm standing. From where I'm standing, you're, you're the magnificent seven. Yes! <laughs> Got a little bit of a heart stiffy right there. Oh. <laughs> I can see you preparing for it, too. It's leaning back. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Just so it doesn't knock the microphone. <laughs> There was a lot of silent fist pumping up until that moment in the <laughs> yeah. studio. I'm glad. I'm glad that happened. I'm glad. So there's quiet in the room as this, this line sinks in and, you know, she's, she's clearly hit them. And then from the bed we hear Chisholm call. She's right. Oh. He's still alive. Everyone rushes to him. You know what? Oh. If he'd, if he'd been, like, unconscious up until mm. then and then yeah. he spoke, then, yeah. My... That, that's exactly the situation, dude. Oh, fucking great. <laughs> it's so good. Sorry I interrupted you. Continue. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's good. You interrupt Damo a lot. Poor guy's trying to, you know. Trying to pitch a film here, mate. He's pitching the hell out of it. Just continue. Put, put your stiff Forget I'm here. Just go, please. All right. <laughs> Let me masturbate in peace. <laughs> <laughs> what, you guys are here? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was me and Damo. <laughs> <laughs> Now you had your eyes closed, Sean. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so everyone rushes over to to his bedside. He said, she's right. He said, we might have come here to help this town, but they've helped us. They've given us real purpose and pride. It's time to repay that. Vasquez looks at him. He's like, that may be true, but we're not the seven without you. He's like, yes, you are. He replies and like nods towards Emma. They all sort of turn at her and sort of accepting her, but yeah. also quite expectantly. She was taken aback, but sort of accepts her new mantle. And as she does, an idea hits her, and she's like, how about we blow Bogue and his army back to where they came from? Then we've got a bit of a quick mini-montage here. So we see Red Harvest and Horn creep into the mine that's nearby that we sort of did see in the film, and they steal some TNT. Meanwhile, Emma's going around talking to the townsfolk. She's in the town square. It's kind of like a similar scene to early on when she was like, we need to do something to save this town. Yeah, but yeah. now they're also like nodding along with her plan. We don't, we don't really know what she's saying, but they're also, it's clear they're on board. Yeah. We see them all start to like collect their valuables and under the cover of dark start to creep out of town with all this stuff. We don't know what's going on, but it's part of the plan. Emma sees that she's organized and moves over to like Goodnight, Vasquez and Faraday. They're prepping their regiments. They're loading weapons. They're collecting ammo, that sort of thing. She nods and keeps moving. Clearly like a leader now. The sun begins to rise and Emma returns to Chisholm's bed. We should probably move you now, she says. He just laughs. He's like, no, I'm, I'm not getting out of here alive. She sort of nods understanding and he's just like, you just make sure you kill that coward Bogue for me. She nods and like a tear comes down the cheek because of course it does. And then she sits with him as he dies. Once he's done, she picks up his hat, puts it on and heads out to win a war. Good. Good. So we see Bogue and his men all lined up. It's the whole... The whole army now ready to go. In front of them, we just see a few regiments of the Rose Creek men. The two armies, very big disparity between the two groups, and it looks obvious that Bogue and his men have, like, the upper hand. The two armies meet, 
and Boak screams for them to push forward. His men do, and the Rose Creek men quickly retreat into town. It's too easy, but Boak can't really see that. He's just so keen for a victory. His men all race forward into town, and when they get there, it's completely deserted. It's eerie and quiet, and his men continue moving into the centre of town, guns still ready, waiting for the fight. They know something's going to happen. Boak sort of is hanging back a bit now because he knows something's clearly wrong. They reach the outside of the church, and we hear Emma's, Emma's voice yell, Now! Fuses are lit, and the people lighting them quickly run away. Explosions rattle through the town and through Bogue's army. Buildings go up in flames, and Bogue's men go with them. Through the smoke and the scream, the Rose Creek men and women, led by the Seven, charge in and start picking off the army. And then this is where we get similar scenes. Like, sure. like we said, that end scene wasn't too bad. It's so yeah. it's just rather than having a Gatling gun, our guys have TNT, and then they're all sort of shooting each other, and we see some nice shit. Cool. Emma sees Bogue racing through the streets towards the outside of town. She grabs her rifle, holds it up, and she waits. She takes a few deep breaths. He's getting closer and closer to the edge of town. And Winston thinks, shit, is he better not fucking get away? Emma fires and Bogue drops. She walks over to him. He's still alive, but he's, he's bleeding heavily. He looks up at her and he's begging her to save him. I'll give you anything, he says. You can keep your town. You can have my man and my money. I'll give you anything. Emma just stares at him, steely-eyed. He's like, what do you want? He yells, revenge, she says quietly, and shoots him in the head. Fuck yeah. Cut to later, it's all the fires are put out, our guys have won the day. A large section of the town is burnt, but about half of it still stands. They sort of had to give up part of their town in order to save it. Yeah. <laughs> nice sacrifice. Yeah. 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 Could it have been avoided? I mean, probably, but I didn't I didn't want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want it to be, though. I watched the film, and like, because they burned a little bit of the town. I think they burned a little bit, sure. a bit more of them. I have, like, yeah. I'm a, Ultimately, yeah, like, it's that thing of having to the sacrifice in order to win. Hmm. Yeah, that which, Gatling gun takes out. <sighs> Which doesn't make sense because Gatling guns. Which annoys me a little because it's like I know the larger thing is like beating the oppressor and then them being free, but it's also like they're doing this to save their town, and then when the movie ends, half yeah, the town's they, fucked. They can rebuild. The they town can rebuild. Completely gone. And now they're free, so yeah. that's the mm. important half the town's yeah. better than the whole. They, they still get to stay there. Exactly. And none of the seven have died. Bar Chisholm earlier. Yes, correct. Cool. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you like Chris Pratt blowing himself up? I did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. But different, different film. Though. It's a different film. Yeah. So he's the only one who dies. He's the only one who dies. Yeah. And we see Emma standing with the remaining six of the seven out yep. in the field. She's sort of like asking them, what, well, what are you going to do now? They're unsure. She's like, well, you could stay here. Rose Creek could sure use the sheriff's office and we definitely need help rebuilding. Faraday's like, you know what? I think I might just take you up on that offer. Mm. And then Goodnight's like, I think that might be just what he would have wanted. And we see that they're standing over Chisholm's grave. The rest agree and the Magnificent Seven, led by Emma, head back into town. I do like that, mm. that there are... The- the Magnificent Seven. Well, I thought it was what I wanted. Like, I thought about killing more, but I'm like, no, I want to have a Seven still yeah, remaining. Yeah. Like, it's the fucking Magnificent Seven. I mean, it's I, franchise. I would sure. kill one of the Seven because that's what always happens, and I'm fine with that. But yeah. I like them all, you know, riding off into the sunset at the end, though mm. I would have them ride off into the sunset, all of them. Sure. She's got nothing left in the town. Well, she saved yeah, it. She well, did was... her job. Would he be the what if, what if that's, terror What type? if that's the pitch? She's like, I'm going to help these people rebuild. And, and it, it, instead of being like, you could come and stay with us, it's like... You're not one of them anymore. You're mm. one of us now. You know, you're, yeah. Teddy will be fine. We can come back through and visit when they've rebuilt. You know, they've, mm. they've got all the stuff they need. Well, I was even tossing up between those ideas that she would sort of, yeah, run off with them. But I'm like, I don't really know where they're running off to. But they're going to go that just, just into the sunset. Yeah. All right. Just into the sunset. Okay. Well, that's, that's the sequel's problem. Let's have a vote. Uh, Demo's no. idea being shit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I fucking loved all that. Yeah, no, that's much better. Much Alana, better. you seem concerned about a couple of I'm just things. thinking about your idea of the ending just then. Mm. Of I, her I think riding off. And I think I like it. I think yeah. her character's mm. grown 
over yeah. the course yeah, well, of the that, film. To me, that, yeah, well, like I said, I was, I was really tossing up between if they stay or if they go. I'm like, do they have more of a purpose in the town or has she grown so much that she's grown too big for this town? She's if you'd said to me at the, the start, I'm only killing one person mm. from like the main group, sure. I'd be like, get fucked, mate. <laughs> she's made it work. Well, I would have, to be honest, I would have killed more if I had more people to sort of fill their positions from the town, but mm. I hadn't. Well, see, I think you could, I, although I, haven't, I love your ending, so I probably wouldn't change it. But I cool. mean, the fact that they're there for a month mm. and the fact that they at a certain point have the option to leave and yeah. like, they become invested because right. they've probably befriended a lot of the town's exactly, people. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean? yeah, ultimately I still wanted a seven. So if I'd had, you know, what was that? What was her brother-in-law called? If Teddy. 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 If Teddy had been more of a character and maybe had had an arc for him, he could have filled a we second. About he was a great spot. character in that film. He had so much to do and got shot in the fucking leg doing fuck all. Yes. <sighs> Makes me so angry. I also so. like that you don't you don't give um, Goodnight his like moment where he shoots stuff until like it's important. The mm. weird thing about the film is how they get him. He does that thing where he shoots the sandbags and then all yep. of a sudden he can't shoot stuff. You're like, wait, can you shoot stuff or can you? It's that yeah. thing again of shooting something that doesn't move. So it's like, what are you doing? You're shooting yeah. at a target. Doesn't matter. Shouldn't and even that, he was stuff. like sweating bullets about. He yeah. did it. Again, I, I think you're right with the director's cut. There has to be some scenes that we're not seeing because yeah. there's so much that just yeah gets sets that, up and not That's filled. such a weird thing too. You'd think that that was probably halfway through the movie. You'd think that he would fuck that up and then come good at the end. And you'd be like, mm. ah. Yeah, that would make his return, I mean. which we mean. all saw. Come. He like goes yeah. to do it, and, he, and he's like, "Ah, oh, it's not the right, light's not right," and he storms off. And Chris Pratt's like, "Oh, gotcha," because so, he's goading him. He's deliberately goading sure. him. He's been a prick about so it. So, don't yeah. I take it you've got none of that um, him leaving and then coming back bullshit? No, no. no. The only thing you sort of not lose, I guess, don't. when they all don't die is you don't have Chris Pratt blowing up and doing his card trick. Sure, thing. Mm. you don't have. D'Onofrio finding God is <laughs> Boromir moment. You don't need um, that, though. No, 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 you don't. Save that for the sequel. I think, I think the card trick thing, though, if you just show that, like, in the training montages, that the card trick is actually Chris Pratt teach, uses the card trick to teach them how to be better with their hands That's and good. fingers. Yeah. Beautiful. Like, you know, I'm, I'm teaching you how to move a card over by this finger so that you can get your gun out like this and you mm. can actually reload faster because you're good with your fingers. Yeah. Well, because they're, they're all sort of teaching them gunplay, so I think with the cards... Faraday's role can be tactics, and he can be sort of using yeah. cards to explain what the townspeople should be doing during well, yeah, the battle. Their whole thing is like, we can't win a traditional fight. Let's use misdirection and trickery. Exactly. Yeah. That's his yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Put yeah. that in there. Put that in there. Yeah. That's good. But otherwise, solid, son. That yeah. was uh, Thanks, lads. That, that's, that's like moved up in my rankings of Magnificent Set. You're not as good at Bugs Life. I wouldn't like, claim to be, to be honest. I, I love you, mate, but... Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're I'm, I'm you're, probably going to watch that tonight. But you're right. You're definitely second to Bugs Life, though. Oh, that's that's the nicest thing I think anyone who's that handsome has ever said to oh, me. Thank you. Yeah. That's high praise. All right. So on that note, uh, I never do that. <laughs> <laughs> you're going oh, so well. Oh. You are going so well. Oh. I can't remember the words. Well, Your name is Damo, and you have been Damo. <laughs> <laughs> and if we end it, Goose, Goose can do all the email spiel and stuff. Can oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, sure. I'll do that again. On that note, I've been Damien. Uh, I've been Tom. I've been Sean. And I've also been Tom. And if you have any thoughts on the Magnificent or Not-So-Magnificent 7, you can get in touch with us at sanspantsradio at gmail.com, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Twitter at sanspantsradio, or you can get hassle us at our individual Twitters. I'm at Tom Edgoose. I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Awkward Treed. And I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. If you think this show is worth at least a dollar, why not donate to our Patreon account? 
Follow the links on our website, sanspantsradio.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.